Hi, and welcome to the Cold Email Community Podcast, where we're interviewing industry experts on their best cold email strategies and bringing them straight to you. I'm Richard Francis, co-founder at Coldlytics, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. On this episode, Rondre breaks down a six-step checklist he uses to ensure all his campaigns are a success. It starts with finding the right list source and ends with scaling a system that just works. You're about to hear what he's doing before and after he launches new campaigns and how it can help you scale your business too. So let's get started. Biggest focus and biggest challenge was generating meetings. So I did pretty much the same thing everybody else does. I looked to find strategies online and I was finding them. But when I actually started to use them, they weren't working in the sense of, I would send, let's say a simple message. Hey, would you be interested in me getting clients for you? That message wouldn't work at all. And I got frustrated after a while because let's say within the first few months of starting the business, I had around like four meetings total. And that right there was terrible. (laughs) I was so terrible. I was like, okay, I got to figure something out. So then I started getting some more organic marketing. So Facebook leveraging posting content, and then um, finding more strategies and buying courses on how to do code outreach. So with me buying more courses on doing code outreach, the one I bought previously beforehand, let's just say when I got into it, I was expecting a lot more on when they used to talk on YouTube because they had a lot of bunch of YouTube content. And it was very helpful. When I actually got into their program, it was simply everything that they shared on YouTube. So it's like, what was the point in buying it? And then after that course, I decided to say, hey, hey, Instead of actually buying courses, I'm going to get a mentor or a coach specifically for me to generate outreach. And back then I met this guy called um, Nishan and Nishan, he actually was following, he was working with one of the guys who had a LinkedIn process that was working. So I was like, okay, I'm going to learn it from him since he's a student of that one guy I was following. So I got on a call with Nishan. He said, Hey, I'm going to quote you this price. We started to work together for like four weeks. And within that four weeks, he just showed me his entire process. Like he didn't hold anything back and he was just sharing all his like tactical strategies. So I was like, perfect. This is lovely. (laughs) So the biggest things he emphasized with me was one volume, right? That was like the first step. And with two, he gave me all his messaging scripts. And then from his messaging scripts, I could see how his meetings was converting at like a nice percentage. So let's say that percentage out of 500 contacts, which you would do, it would, we would send code, we would send open emails to anybody who had open profile on LinkedIn. And this was, let's say, yeah, this was like two, three years ago now in the journey, right? Two, three years ago. And with that being said, LinkedIn didn't really have a limit on emails, right? And they yeah. didn't really filter so much automation software. So right. with this approach, I literally went balls to the wall and I just started going with it. So I used his messaging and I started to split test and tweak it. So that way it converts better and better at greater percentages. So leveraging strategy out of 500 people I contacted, I would get around, let's say five to like 10 people interested. And then from five to 10 interested, I would then convert around two to three meetings. And now that process, the only constraint was simply just running that entire process for that entire day, like eight hours. So within that week and working with him. So the first week I did like three appointments. The next week after that one, I did 15. And mind you, when I found that, I was really excited because I was like, hey, this is finding a process that works. So I did it the week after that one. I caved a little bit under, but it was like around 10 this time. And now I'm starting to build momentum. And now with Nishan's help, I was like, hey, 
this was the same problem other business owners have struggled with before me. So why not just offer this service for them? I have the base level understanding of what can actually take place. And with that being said, I can now help them deliver that same process. So that got me down the rabbit hole of just leveraging LinkedIn. And now that I start to leverage LinkedIn, I understood like the base background on how to build it. I then started to do coaching alongside of it. So I was offering that service, generating appointments with LinkedIn. And I started to transition into doing more of an actual consultant service. So onboarded a client, onboarded him. I showed him the exact same process. He went from generating no meetings to generating a consistent pipeline of meetings on a weekly basis. And then with me being me, I like to have structure, right? Everything I do, I like to have a play by play by play action of what's going to happen. So if I put a hundred messages in, I know I'm going to get two to three, four meetings outside of it. And I don't do anything else besides having those numbers. So with him, I said, Hey, we're going to start to establish the baseline for you. So I want you to start sending out these messages on a consistent basis. And we had to work with him on consistency, just following up with that. He started to generate a consistent flow of meetings. And let's say for that one, he did around 250 requests within a week. So he did that and he let, he got around, I would say 30, like 50 connection requests. And then from there, I'll say, Hey, you're going to send this two message campaign. And that's how many it was at the time. I just did two messages. And once I did that, he started to generate a consistent um, volume of meetings. But with that being said, he was was starting to track how many connections he would have to get in order to generate one meeting. And then from there, I was like, simply all you got to do is scale that one. So that's the biggest thing. Once you know what you got to do, just scale it. So that transitions me into where I am right now. Company that I work at is a fintech SaaS startup and platform company within the RPA space. But before that, we were actually a partner of our um, the company on the map, right? So we they acquired us. When I initially joined them and their uh, and their company, their entire focus they had one SDR and they they were generating like five meetings per month. So they said, "Hey, I need you to come in. I need you to generate. What we're looking to do is around twenty to thirty meetings per month." And me being me and having that background with doing a LinkedIn process, they're looking to leverage LinkedIn and then also leverage an email. Yeah. So on that regard, I I started saying, hey, this will be the process and setup for you if I were to do LinkedIn. Now, when it comes to email, the email is going to simply be an efficiency play. Anybody that doesn't come through LinkedIn, we're going to shift them over to code email. And that was the entire process that we followed. Now, within the first month of me working with them, like let's say I went with them and for them. I showed him, like I said, everything that I do follows a system and process. I showed him that, hey, in order to generate this amount of meetings, this is how many connection requests we would have to send, how many people would have to accept, and so on, how many people would have to respond and then convert into positive and then meetings itself. Yeah. So the first month. First month was ideally just testing as quickly as I can just to figure out what was working. And within that first month, we did nine meetings. So that's not bad. Um, Yeah, that was not bad. But now, like I said, I'm split testing and trying to find the best thing that works because once you find something that works, you simply scale it as quickly as possible and double down. This is what I want to focus on. I I want to just circle back for a second here. So I want to focus on the the cold email aspect of, of that scaling. So tell us, tell us about the, first step and kind of where do we start with that 
that template and then tie it back as you're telling us kind of what the logic is behind it and walk us through those six steps. Okay. So when it came to actually building the code emails for that entire campaign, the way that I looked at that, I based it off the trigger. So the trigger for LinkedIn, if they didn't connect, then the code email campaign was then created. Once that code email was then created, then we had a five-step sequence follow-up to maximize on top of them converting. And now with that being said, one of the biggest things that I realized as we start to run more volumes within our code emails and generating more replies is the biggest steps to conversion and ideally getting open rates falls around to like six things. So the first thing I would say within the subject line, you want to make it pertinent to what they're actually having within um, the connection itself. Right. So that one, if they didn't connect, I simply had, uh, we spoke on LinkedIn simply because I tried to connect them beforehand. And then another one I had, if they did connect, simply we connected on LinkedIn. And with that being said, and that yielded us a 90% open rate because it was relevant to them and based off of those pieces of triggers. And then when it came to actually creating the campaign, one thing that I realized is that most people, they aren't going to read the entire email itself. So you want to make it short, punchy, so that way they understand the main point that you're trying to deliver. So ideally, what I like to do is any campaign that I create now, and even for our reps at our team, I like to have it around three to six sentences, and that gives them enough to say what they have to say, as well as keep it as short and make it as impactful as possible. Ideally, six is kind of like the maximum, and that depends on certain cases, but on average, it's usually around four to five sentences with that being said. And now when I create those emails, one of the biggest things is that you always wanna get your first draft out there because if you don't know already, creating emails is definitely a tough one. If you sit there, try to process the entire logic behind the whole campaign, it takes a lot of work because you gotta word it perfectly. So what I like to do within any email that I write, I write a complete first draft of one email and I, for my preference, I go through the entire campaign. I do all four of them. Right. Once I do all four of them, then I go back and then I start to count all the words within the entire email. And then from there, that allows me to say like, hey, I'm talking a little bit too much. I'm mentioning I, or this pitch when I'm reading it and I like to reread all my email copy. Is it flowing well? Does it sound nice? Does it sound like I'd actually talk like that one? So that way, it gets them to think like, hey, this is someone who actually took the time to actually look at my profile, see who I'm all, what I'm all about, and then lead me down to the path of, let's say I might be interested in what they could probably offer to me. Circle back here just to, to yeah. tie it all in so far. So you start with an omni-channel approach and you start with trying to find these people on LinkedIn and you send a connection and whether or not they connect, they make it into your email campaign. And you have two different scripts that you'll use, two different sequences that you'll use to reach out based on whether or not they contacted you first uh, or rather engaged with you first on LinkedIn or not. And your connection point, your kind of icebreaker, if you will, is that I saw you on LinkedIn, you know, we, we connected or, or we didn't, I tried to connect with you. Now I'm reaching out by email. I'm a real person really trying to get connected with you, right? That's how you're starting these conversations. Is that correct? Yes, that's perfectly correct. You definitely nailed it on the head with that one. Those I find they're very relevant, especially, um, yeah, it's very, very relevant, especially when your prospects are on LinkedIn, you can leverage that approach in that channel. Uh, and that's one like campaign deployment strategy. And so Love. like build on top of that one, like I said, with the code email campaigns itself, 
the biggest things that I started to learn as we start to run our campaigns and just generate more volume. So let's say at the peak, we're doing around, I would say around 400, 500 emails. And this yeah. is like per day. And this is when we started to test different things as well. But one thing I realized is that our deliverability started to be impacted. And that was because we had a lot of links within our campaigns. And since we had a lot of links within our campaigns, they started to slowly creep up, creep up, creep up. And when we started hitting that volume, it was more noticeable. And then our delivery rate or deliverability itself started not to be sent into these prospects. Okay. So from that 90%, it went down to 40. So I was like, okay, why is that happening? I realized that it was the links that was causing that problem to occur. So the best thing about it or idea I would advise, unless you're very strict on it and you're watching it very carefully, avoiding links and removing all images within your email copy. So this way you can ensure that anytime you have a delivery problem, it's never going to be the link toward the images because you're not using them at all, right? right. And that eliminates that two, one variable. Or That's what step, step is this here, bro? Step three. three. Okay, so step one is the LinkedIn prospecting. Step two is actually sending them that first intro email. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, and then step three, is verifying that you've not included any links or images in your outreach, right? Yes. Perfect. Okay. So I've found a good prospect on LinkedIn. I've found a list of them. I've either tried to reach out or I just grabbed that list of them. I put them in an email campaign. So far, I've made sure that I'm aiming for high deliverability. Take us to step four. Okay. So now that we have step four, this is where it gets fun. Because once you start generating replies, this is where you gotta see how you're gonna improve the campaign even moving forward or your current campaign. So once you start generating replies, it's, you're gonna look at what type of, you're gonna get, what type of replies you're getting. So there's pretty much three replies you can get. The positive, which is says, hey, I'm interested, let's talk, and they give you a date and time. The neutral, um, can you tell me a little bit more about this? I'm not sure what you're referring to. Or the negative, please take me off your list, uh, or I don't want to, I'm not interested in this regard. Those three right there are the biggest ones that you want to be aware of because let's say you're getting a lot of negatives. That means two things. One, your targeting is off or three or two, the message that you're preaching towards them or pitching them is not resonating enough. So that's something to fix. Now, if you're getting a lot of neutral, that means two things. Again, one, your message isn't strong enough to generate a certain strong emotion or two, the biggest thing with the neutral message is that your targeting might be off, right? But you want to look more into those replies itself. Now, if you're getting a lot of positives, that's, that right there is a really good thing because that means one, your message resonating, two, you have a strong targeting, and three, all you got to do is scale that one. <laughs> you right. got to scale that one as fast as you can with more as more prospects as you can. And then split test it on the back end just to make sure it's constantly converting. But that's step four in this entire process. And then as you go down to like the last step, the last step is once you identify the one that was scaling, like I said, you're going to split test because once you start running that email campaign over time, the results are going to go, let's say in a straight, uh, a linear curve, it's going to go straight up. It's going to keep climbing up, but it's going to hit a point where it's going to then start having diminishing returns. It's going to start going down. So in the meantime, you want to have a separate campaign that you're split testing. So that way, whenever that point happens, you already have another winning campaign that's starting to uptrain itself. And then yes. you're gonna then repeat that process. So that'd be the five, five right there? Yes, that's the fifth step. 
Okay. So we've got the prospect list from LinkedIn. We've sent the first email. Then we've ensured that it's actually getting delivered. We've done our due diligence process on step three. Step four, recap for me. Step four, we went back and step four, three KPIs, which were the uh, response positive, neutral, and negative. Yep. Right. Okay. And then each one of those means something. And that makes sense. It's either, you know, the context of what you're saying to somebody or who you're saying it to um, really are the areas to optimize. And then from there, once you have that information, that's when you can execute on step five, which is your split test. And then you can scale. I like it. Yeah. And that's pretty much the entire process that you would want to run. And yeah, it's a simple five-step, I would say, checklist or process that you can run within your own sequence. And then to even top it off on LinkedIn, the I would say one of the best filters and triggers that you can do if it's pertinent to your industry is one, post engagement off of well-known influencers pages. Three, post in the last 30 days if you can see that they're very active on LinkedIn. And then the fourth one, this one, if you know they're within certain groups or yeah, certain groups and they're very active, then you can then message them based off that context. And then the last one is events. If you know if they're attending a certain event, do the connection request campaign, then go to the code email, and then from there, replicate that process. Love it. Okay, we're going to summarize this. We're going to put all this in the podcast notes and wherever we post it. We'll put this checklist out there for everybody. So I guess I've been calling it the six-step checklist. It's really five. The sixth step is just, you know, do the damn work and scale it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my favorite part, scale it. (laughs) Okay, I like it. That's fantastic. You know what? And I'll tie it back into what we're doing and how we're scaling our agency. Um, and it's really not an agency. It's more just a service company through providing data analytics. And what we're doing is exactly that. But the way we got to it is so different. And that's funny. Um, the only thing that we're not doing that you mentioned is the uh, campaigns to people we've already connected with. We are one of our best subject lines as we've chatted about is saw your comment on LinkedIn, you know, or saw your, saw you on LinkedIn, right? And so, especially if you put your first, their first name in front of like, like Rondra, I saw you on LinkedIn. And then they see that little preview. It's like, hey man, saw you on LinkedIn, wanted to reach out. People are hard pressed not to click that. Everybody loves hearing about themselves, right? It's like, oh, somebody saw me. It's like, <laughs> it's like that was a great email to receive, right? Everybody's noticing me. That's great news. I'm going to click that and read it, right? It gives you a little shot of endorphins. So that's a really great intro to a cold email. Um, so that's what we're doing. That's the strategy we use. That's what's growing our user base. That's what's growing, obviously, your business as well, which is pretty cool, and your clients' businesses as well. So um, that's really cool. I appreciate you going over this with me. We've got a few minutes left. If there was one kind of overarching theme or one overarching action you've taken that really got you from, you know, a small low result producing place in business to massive overwhelming success, what would be that one thing? You gave me a a really good question there. The one thing I would say is that it's going to be pretty cliche. And this is what everybody's going to tell you is that I was always learning, always never settling for what was out there and the results I could get for the campaigns that I had. And now with that being said, once I knew enough to where I felt I had a strong depth, let's say like a mountain level depth within my field and expertise, then I know the principles that I can break. And if I break them, I know why I did that. And that was the biggest thing that led me to where I am right now. Love it. Yeah, that makes sense. 
That's a good answer. Well, thanks, Rondre. I appreciate you doing this podcast with us and going over sharing, you know, really the, the nuts and bolts of how you've scaled cold email outreach and how it ties into a multi-channel approach, which I think is something that's really um, overlooked by most outbound marketers. We tend to master one thing, get really good at one thing. But when we really look at it, and we tell people all the time when they're asking, you know, where should I get this kind of data? How should I get it? And I'm, I'm asking, you know, where, where are the people that are relevant to you, right? They're somewhere already. It's not like everybody in your target audience doesn't already have a niche group that they're a part of or that they've, they've never joined an industry association or that they're not already on LinkedIn somewhere talking about these topics. Go find the topics they're talking about. You know, look, they're all in the comments. They're all right there. You just have to do the work and think about it. And these people are out there. And that's how you can bring the most value to people. We're going to be releasing a podcast uh, today is Wednesday. We're releasing one tomorrow uh, with Brandon Lee. And he talks so much about in this other episode that everybody will have heard by now, um, really the relevance of, of personalization and beyond personalization, humanization, and actually just kind of being a person and stepping back from what he calls brochure material, which is just kind of blasting out messages to people with, this is what we do and saying, hey, this is, this is who you are. You caught my attention. This is about you and I've got an email that's going to serve you and taking that service approach. And that is such a different uh, thing than what we're taught. It really, what we're taught to do in sales and marketing, when I went to school for, for marketing and they had a sales course, it was all about know your, your features and benefits and shake hands well and, and give people your pitch confidently. <laughs> it's like, man, this is, this is cheap car salesman material and I'm paying university to learn this. It doesn't make any sense. I went to college in my case and you know, I'm glad that I didn't go to university for that reason. It's like, only imagine how much worse it would have been there for four years instead of two. So <laughs> I think it's really cool to sit down, hash this out. That we're all kind of saying the same thing really resonates with me and says, hey, there is more to this than just it worked for me. It's working for you. It's working for me. It's working for Brandon Lee. It's working for Hot Glue, who we've done another podcast with. It's working for everybody doing this personalization and kind of finding ways to scale it, I think is what's really cool. And that's where people need to get an edge and need to figure out, okay, how can we take this to scale? Because that's where real growth happens. And if you can't scale it, you'll only ever be as good as, as you can possibly be on your own sending messages, which is super unscalable. I'm saying it, you're saying it, Brandon Lee is saying it, Hot Glue is saying it, it's working. And outbound, once you find what works, like you're saying, just scale it. <laughs> just scale it. That's awesome. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you doing this with me. This was fun. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it.